Welcome to the Vision Church Podcast. We are so excited to have you with us. We hope this message will encourage and inspire you to walk out your God-given vision. Now here's today's message. I have a quiz for you. According to John 6.29, what is the work of God? I thought maybe it would show up on the screen. So the answer is that you believe in him whom he has sent. That's the work of God. Have you heard people say uh, in answer, oh, uh, you may ask them, uh, what have you been doing? Just been doing the work of God. And I wonder if that work that they've been doing is the work that the Bible says that is the word the work of God. I think this is an interesting scripture myself. What I want to do today is share uh, a few stories that show a progressive growth or spiritual maturing. Uh, Over these last years, I've um, felt that You know, sometimes we don't start out right with God. And sometimes we miss this, like, uh, well, let me just go through it and you'll see what I mean. Oh, before I do that, I want to comment about Vision Church. That day that we sat in our house, uh, I think it was after that meeting that you referred to, Sharon. Um, maybe not, but it was right right at that same time. Um, the family was mentioning several names. I just heard a couple of names that we could possibly call a new church. And when I heard Vision, I thought, yes! That's it. Because this couple, Nicole was raised in a very visionary home and church. We raised Phil in a, under a, a visionary pastor. My grandchildren here, they, they, they're visionary. And so that is so descriptive. And, uh, well, that's all I wanted to say. I think, no, it's not. I think we're going to be so blessed because we've got God's name to this church and uh, it's going to make us more visionary every day and we're going to grow and develop and we're going to do mighty exploits the scripture says. So that's all I say about that. I always knew there was a God. I didn't know anything about him, but I was raised on a, a, a farm and without saying God's name, except I heard it used in vain, but without saying God says we should do this, my parents taught, I think it was mostly my mother, taught 
us the principles. Uh, then I heard golden rule a lot. You know, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. And so there were, you don't lie, you don't steal. And so there were a lot of principles that we learned and practiced. But what I want to get to, I think, I know I'll just tell it. First, we get born again. You know, I was telling a friend yesterday that the day I got born again and the day I professed Jesus publicly, I felt totally different. I felt like I had the feelings to go with what the Word says. I knew I was a new creature in Christ. And I wanted to celebrate that. Have you ever celebrated being born again? Oh my goodness. So I um, decided, we lived in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And we had then, I believe it was a, a Ben Franklin 5 and 10 downtown. So... I got in the car, drove downtown into the 5 and 10 store, and I bought myself the longest pair of dangly turquoise earrings that I could. I, and I just was, I had fun doing that. I had uh, been so introverted, very insecure, just just afraid of my own shadow, couldn't look at myself in the mirror, uh, didn't, and there's still a little bit of that that hangs on, but it's leaving. It has to go, because when we're insecure, uh, it's not right, it's not good, not godly. It's, it can be very harmful. So anyway, I felt and knew I was a new creature in Christ. I have no idea. I don't recall wearing those earrings more than that one time. But I wore them to church the next time we went to church. Now that 2 Corinthians 5.17 says we're a new creature in Christ. And then John the Baptist comes along with water baptism. And he said that he baptized with water but the one that he would baptize that would follow him would baptize us with the Holy Spirit. Mark 1, 8 talks about water baptism. So we were water baptized. We were baptized in the church lake, actually. And that was kind of interesting. The water was dirty and all that. But, you know, it was... Uh, Wow, it was what God said to do, so we did it. Then, the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes next. And that's Mark 1, 10 and 11. And John the Baptist, when he baptized Jesus, water baptized Jesus, then the heavens opened and the dove came down and lighted on Jesus. 
And as he is, so are we in him. We are to be born again, water baptized, and we're to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Mark 1, 10 and 11. 8, 10 and 11, I believe it is. And then we pray in other tongues. Boy, we have been fully blessed. We have been equipped in every way to grow into maturity. There is nothing God didn't think of. So we pray in tongues. I've got to tell you, remember Paul? He said, I pray in tongues. I'm glad, I think he said, I'm glad I pray in tongues more than you all. He had a little bit of southern Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas in there in the end. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's Acts 2, 3, and 4. And that says, tongues of fire rested on them and they spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now obviously there's a reason to pray in tongues. I know there is. I think for years we haven't heard uh, it taught very much about what I always need a purpose to what I do, seems like. And I needed to know there was a reason for it. Otherwise, why, why do it? But God said in his word, he's given us instruction. He didn't, I haven't read anywhere where he said, you can if you want to. I think it's instruction that we should take and that we should follow. And we know we can pray in our natural tongue with our understanding. I've always done that, haven't you? You know, even as a kid growing up, you, oh dear God, what do I do about this? And uh, so in a sense, we've always, uh, and so we keep on doing that. But what I found out is that I ran out of English words. Maybe I didn't know enough English words, but I ran out. Didn't have enough. But when you pray in tongues, you can just go and go and go and go. And you can pray. You can be talking with someone in English. This shows the mightiness and the powerful God we have. You can be talking with some. I can be talking with Lori and praying in tongues at the same time because my spirit man is totally separate from my mind, will, and emotion. And that's something I learned just from uh, teachings and, well, I just learned it. So I am calling these things basics. You be born again. You be water baptized. You be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You pray in tongues because that's a, a result of being baptized with the Holy Spirit. And you always pray with your understanding. So what would Jesus do then after you're, you get to this point? And I wanted to do a little 
illustration. I've got all this garb on and but a long time ago thank you (laughs) thanks a long time ago when I was of course it was oh after I was born again uh which uh was in the early 70s oh my goodness it was a long time ago but uh, there was a fad, and it was, what would Jesus do? You know, we need to ask that question more often, don't we? Yes, Rather than, what do I do now? Or, what am I supposed to do? Or, what, what do you think we need to do about this? Well, you know, some things that would be appropriate, but why not ask What would Jesus do in this situation? So then I go to Isaiah 59, verse 21. This is actually my text. And it says, this is talking about the old covenant. But it's a, a prophetic word about the new covenant that we are under now. And as for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit which is upon you and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your offspring, nor from the mouth of your offspring's offspring, says the Lord, from now and forever. So, That's talking about generations. That's talking about me. And uh, again, verse uh, chapter 60 and verse 1 says, Tell us, arise, shine. It tells us, pardon me. It tells me to arise and shine. I'm to do that. For... My light has come. Let me say mine in there. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon me. We put our names in the scriptures. It it works well, I think. Sometimes makes it very personal. So that is a prophetic word about uh, the new covenant that we're under. Now that Jesus has been born and grown up and went to the cross and was raised from the dead. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. This is the new covenant, the new commandment that we're given. And it says, love God with your whole heart, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. That is much simpler than trying to follow the Ten Commandments, which we couldn't do. They couldn't do. And that's why God sent Jesus to the cross. Okay, what would Jesus do then? What do we do at this point? Well, I love this. You're going to love this. Joshua 24, 
verse 15. As for my house, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's what we're going to do. Say this with me. Say it with me. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. I want to tell you God has no grandchildren. He only has children. And when the Lord showed me that, I thought, okay. I had a wonderful, uh, I had two wonderful grandmothers. One in particular. She was just, she could pay, tell me stories, tell all of us kids stories, and uh, just paint pictures when she told us stories about how she and, and my grandpa, uh, he came to get her with a horse and buggy. It was raining. And they uh, uh, drove the horse and buggy to this little Hartford town. It was called Hartford. And they got married. And I can still visualize, you know, as she told, told that story. Whenever she told stories. And you know, that's what we're to do with our children. We are... We're to teach them how Jesus talks, how he thinks, uh, all the red writing in the scriptures. We're to teach uh, our children that. And when we have grandchildren come, I'm talking little children. Um, Then when they get grown up, they, they know some things. They know how they're to act. They know who they're to hang out with. They know uh, all these things because they've been taught. Not only been taught, they've been shown. So a spouse, a parent, a grandparent, a guardian, whoever you are, if you are the head of your home, that's what God wants you to do. That's what he's actually commanded us to do. He's, I, I can't tell you how I appreciate knowing, uh, having the Lord come into my life at age 32. I was, we had three children, but better late than never. And we started, we started talking about what we'd heard about Jesus, what we'd read in the scriptures, just in the family, you know, and things catch. And now our children are, Phil's our youngest. Uh, I have three children and uh, grandchildren and great-grandchildren back east, except for my two cute, wonderful uh, grandchildren here. They're blessings because they've grown up hearing the word. They've grown up hearing the heart of Jesus. We don't want to just memorize the word, although uh, when we get it in our heart and in our mind, um, then when it's needed, it comes out. And the scripture does say that 
I think I have it in my notes somewhere, that the word of God is in Romans 10, 8. It says that the word is in your heart and in your mouth. And so if it's in my heart, it will come out my mouth at the proper time. And um, so uh, part of our, oh, Titus 2.1, that's good scripture. It's, uh, it let me know I should speak things fitting for sound doctrine. Do you know what sound doctrine is? It's just the principles of Jesus. That's sound doctrine. Praise the Lord. So then the progression takes me to uh, I had heard somewhere when I oh by the way uh, as soon as I got born again I began to serve. Uh, uh, we were in a, actually got born again when I was at a lay witness mission in a Methodist church and uh, so there were things to do, just uh, all kinds of things that you could help with and do. And I've got a whole list of things. So we began to uh, serve and do things. And that is what Jesus would do. Because you've already started to learn how, to, how he walked, how he talked, what he said how he laughed with the children and how he had fun with the adults, the disciples. You know that they cut up and they did all sorts of fun things together. Yes. So, oh, uh, an important thing. John seventeen fifteen, Jesus asked the Father, to, I've got down here, keep us, but I think I went back and, and uh, corrected that in my mind. Anyway, Jesus asked the Father to uh, keep us from the, that was it, keep us from the evil one. He didn't ask God to take us out of the world, which would, uh, you know, this is, can be tough. We have to be prepared to live here. And to, um, and uh, you have to think, I've had to think twice, several times recently, about whether, uh, whether God was done with me or and whether I wanted to live longer. Uh, I mean, uh, it was no sobbing thing. It was just practical. Uh, and But I thought, you know, uh, unless he's, if he's finished with me, then he, we would talk and I would know it would be time to go home to heaven. And uh, I never did hear anything from him. So I had to assume you know, that, okay, kind of like Paul did. Well, Paul made a, a choice. He said it was, uh, my words, it would 
be more fun, more joyful, and and he would like it more to go to heaven, be present with the Lord. But if it meant staying here, then he would have to be fruitful and 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 he realized apparently God wasn't finished with him yet. So anyway, God, so now what do we do? I, all through this, I just am asking, what would Jesus do? You know, this is where Romans 10, 8, put the word in your heart and in your mouth as you serve. Uh, I served in hospital ministry, altar, prayer. Oh, oh, my most fun thing in this Methodist church, I was teaching uh, little five-year-olds. And I decided to do an illustrated teaching uh, where Jesus uh, 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 fed the 5,000. So I took a slice of bread, broke it up, and put it in a, a baggie and, and went to church, had my little lesson, and I swear that bread multiplied. You know, it just seemed like there was bread everywhere. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so, God shows us as we go along how to give, how to serve, how to tithe, and why. And the why is very important. Why do we serve? Because God first loved us, and that's what we do. Remember the new covenant that we're in. And that is to love God with our whole heart, mind, and strength, and each other as ourselves. Praise God. And, you know, we learn things. We learn, the, learn these things little by little, line upon line, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little, the scripture says. Okay, there were several things. Oh. Praise God. Praise God. I, I will have to uh, uh, share this. Uh, another time but can I take five minutes to share this this um, I said more words than I thought I would this was some years ago my husband went home to heaven in uh, 2013 and I don't recall what it was but we had an argument and it was um, I just don't re it doesn't matter what it was but anyway we uh, couldn't settle it he was unhappy with me and I was unhappy with him and he retreated into TV and got the clicker and, and got in his chair 
and I decided that I would retreat by picking up my purse with uh, the car keys and I would go to Michael's uh, hobby craft store not too far away so I did uh, he you know I left my husband in the chair and and uh, I uh, got to this three-way uh, traffic light out of the neighborhood and uh, I stopped for uh, the red light was red so I stopped when it turned green uh, I began to turn left and suddenly uh, you know I was uh, broadsided and the car turned uh, around and around and uh, 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 all I had were bruises inside from from uh, uh, the seatbelt and so uh, the firemen were the first responders they came and uh, kicked my uh, driver's door off and I heard people kind of walking toward me and uh, I heard this angry man's voice and he said um, she didn't stop she she ran that light behind his voice then I heard a woman and a man's voice say no she didn't you were arguing with uh, the woman you were uh, riding with it was a van and you you're the one that ran the light and so I went to the hospital um, they called my husband and he came and you know when that was all over I realized oh my goodness there were several things we didn't do. One, uh, uh, a big word to just sum it all was obedience. We, uh, we knew to watch our words. We did that. But then uh, we didn't know that, you know, when there's a married couple, you need to learn to say, I'm sorry. It needs to be, it needs to be on your lips a lot. And you need to uh, give 100%. If a married couple is one, then they both have to give 100%. No 50-50 stuff, no 70, whatever, 100%. And you need to talk. Honey, I'm, I may have been wrong. We need to talk and do that. So I wasn't injured except uh, bruised, but we lost our car. It was expensive uh, to uh, that kind of situation that I left the house like that, that Frank, you know, stayed that we didn't handle that rightly 
and I we got restored you know but after uh, a very very expensive day I could have been easily killed and it, it, it was just unnecessary so I want to encourage you to be uh, and that's under forgiveness be forgiving it, it will pay great dividends praise God one last thing one day I was really crying out to the Lord and uh, I I wasn't feeling well it was last year sometime it was, last year was not my best year but anyway um, I really was crying out to the Lord and I had my eyes closed and I was just sitting in the chair with my eyes closed and I saw before I opened my eyes this big man and uh, he was uh, he had his back to me like this and he had his hand out like this and it was a white gloved hand and he just said to me uh, put your hand in mine and we'll walk through the day together and I I did that I put my hand in his and walked through that day and, and um, it was a good day because um, uh, that was the Lord. I knew it was Him, and I, uh, I so appreciate how He comes to us and helps us. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening. If you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so at visionnwa.com forward slash give. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Vision Church, vision for life.